Hi, I'm Carla Hall of ABC's The Chew. You're listening to the SoCal Restaurant Show on AM 830 KLAA. Hootie hoo! And welcome back. It is the SoCal Restaurant Show, and we're here with you every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. until 12 noon right here on AM 830 KLAA, the home of Angels Baseball 2024. And you can catch us on the AM 830 KLAA app. I'm Andy Harris, the executive producer and co-host of the show. Happy to be here. And we're enthusiastically presented each and every week by Melissa's World Variety Produce and West Coast Prime Meats. And it is really my pleasure uh, to welcome Chef Carla Hall back to the SoCal Restaurant Show. Boy, does she have a lot going on. Carla, good morning and welcome back. Andy, it is so great to hear your voice, truly. Carla, you are just the sweetest one in the world. And if you actually were listening to the lead-in to the show, we need to get you to re-record that liner to the show because we love to have you. But unfortunately, the the chew is a little bit in the past. So my apologies for that. That's okay. I was thinking, I said, yeah, I need to take out the chew and put in Chasing Flavor. (laughs) (laughs) And... uh, you know, as we like to say, Carla, what a wonderful segue. So congratulations this week on Max, the high-end streaming service. Your first solo series, Chasing Flavor, debuted. You got to go all over the world. Uh, I've had a chance to see three of the episodes, but what fun. But there's a real purpose to this, and to frame it for our audience, and I'll let you take it from there. You have a mantra that I've heard several times in the three episodes, and if I'm quoting you correctly, if you don't know the story, you really don't know the dish. Explain that to our audience, if you will, and tell us about these six episodes in terms of just, you know, what is in each place, and and we'll get into detail on some of them. And thank you for including Los Angeles. Oh, my gosh. Yes, yes. Um, so when we think about food, I mean, food, we think about, oh, enjoying a bite, right? But food is so intrinsically connected to people and culture. And what this show is about is taking um, these stories and tracing them back to give credit to the cultures who have a hand in a particular dish and these iconic American dishes. So we're doing ice cream, shrimp and grits, fried chicken, barbecue or low and slow, al pastor, which is when we were in L.A. We started the journey there, and chicken pot pie. And so I'm hoping that people will realize that you can't love a dish and not love the people. And when you are asking for those recipes, when you see a picture or a photograph of something on social media and people will say, recipe, I'll give you the recipe, but you will also get the story because you really can't almost execute it without understanding the backstory of the people who created it. And what's great about the series, Carla, in the three episodes that I have seen is you really get into it. And there are a lot of surprises. There are a lot of uncredited uncredited people historically that you shine a light on that we need to know about. And and we'll discuss some of them because it's uh, that's a fact in the three episodes that I've seen. Quite a revelation in the ice cream episode because – you tell the story of uh, a prominent black chef who cooked in the White House 
who really invented what we know as the American ice cream churn. Tragically, he didn't patent it. So, you know, no recognition and... You know, I'd never heard his name before. Tell us a little bit more about him, because what a fascinating character that we really should know about. Yes, this is, uh, you're referring to Augustus Jackson. Thank you. And when he was in his teens, he worked at the White House. And and this was after the time of James Hemings, who was um, Teddy... uh, uh, Jefferson's. Jefferson's, thank you. Jefferson's um, chef. Or, you know, he was enslaved, but he went to France and was trained. And Augustus Jackson is considered the father of ice cream. And so he left D.C. and went to Philadelphia, and he was the one who, you know, created this this ice churner, ice cream churner. But he was also the one who decided to add salt to the ice in that process to make it freeze faster, colder, and smoother. So that was his contribution. And the thing is, and I think when you say he didn't patent this invention, I mean, what patents were happening for how many black people at the time, like in the 1820s? So, and it was patented by um, uh, someone else. And and we mentioned this in the story. And I think um, the story is about like recognizing it, and it's coming out at the right time during Black History Month and pulling some of those stories out. But but more than that, we realize that it's not just one group, one culture. This is what, when we talk today about everybody should be at the table, our culinary journey and, and our food is, is an amalgamation of all of these cultures coming together. Truly wonderful. Now, just to help our audience a little bit, Carla, uh, getting back to the ice cream episode, what is the difference between French-style ice cream and what we know is American ice cream? And then, of course, you also got to go to Florence, Italy, and discuss uh, the heritage of gelato. Not too bad. (laughs) I am so glad you asked about that. So it was Augustus Jackson, the father of, of ice cream, who decided to take the egg out of the ice cream. And so it was known as Philadelphia-style ice cream at the time, which became American-style ice cream. And if you remember, when, 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 you were, when you and I were kids, we would make ice cream with the ice cream churner, and you would just put milk and sugar and um, cream, and then you would churn it. Whereas a custard-style ice cream is like creme anglaise or a vanilla, a vanilla sauce that you will have with a dessert, and that is cooked with egg. And, and so this whole story is to egg or not to egg. <laughs> and Augustus Jackson was the one who made ice cream for the everyday people, because before it was a very highfalutin um, dish to have that was served at the White House. Well, that's the French aspect, of course. Mm-hmm. Now, um, how then, we've talked about the European French style of ice cream with the egg, American style of ice cream like Bassett's, which you visit in the segment. Now, how then does gelato differ from that? And which came first, gelato or the French style ice cream? Well, so this is the thing about the show. You could go left, or you could, you could go left to France, or you could go right to... Um, Italy. And so we're not saying it's a definitive and the only route that someone took. 
So it's this show is like a tree. It's like, which branch should I take? Should I do this branch or that branch? And so we could have gone to France, and we could have looked at, you know, the French custard-style ice cream. We just decided to go to Florence. <laughs> I mean, you know, because I don't want anybody to say, oh, no, that that's not right, because you have people traveling all over the world, and so if somebody's going to do this very differently. But in, in Italy, what I found out, and I guess I knew this because of being on the two and, you know, knowing Mario Batali, that gelato does not use cream. It is milk, eggs, and sugar as the base. And it is churned much slower than it is whipped in the, like a, with the dasher blades making American ice cream. And it is also churned at a higher temperature. So um, ice cream sort of freezes and it's a lower temperature. The gelato is, is lower at a higher temperature, I think 8 to 20 degrees. So it, it makes, when you eat it, you think, wow, this tastes creamier and it's richer, but it's not actually. And the flavors, um, I've found that the, the fruit flavors, uh, Carla, in gelato seem truer to me and more intense. I know there's less air uh, in the gelato, yeah. and that probably, as you're explaining things to the audience, uh, as you do in the episode, uh, explain a little bit about overrun, because I don't think that's well mm-hmm. understood. So overrun is how much air is whipped into ice cream. So if you have a standard ice cream, the overrun will be, let's say you have a cup of custard, a cup of ice cream, I mean, uh, the base. And then once you spin it, that cup becomes two cups. So that means you have, you know, 100%, you, you literally doubled your ice cream by whipping air. When you have a premium ice cream, you will have that cup of base, and then your finished ice cream may be a cup and a quarter. So wow. you're not whipping as much air into it. And that's why when people look at ice creams like, like premium ice creams like Jenny's or uh, Marenko's, that's an ice cream in, you know, in my neck of the woods, they're like, why is it so expensive? Because the base is not going to take you as far. You're going to get twice as much ice cream on the, the standard, less expensive ice cream than you will a premium ice cream. Here, here. Um, Carla, we're going to take a short break here and pick this up on the other side because we also need to talk about barbecue and chicken pot pie. We are speaking with um, food TV personality uh, and chef Carla Hall. Her new series for Max, the streaming service, just dropped this week, Chasing Flavor. The six episodes are ice cream, al pastor, chicken pot pie, barbecue, uh, hot chicken, and shrimp and grits. We're going to be picking up the conversation on the other side. It is the SoCal Restaurant Show. We're proudly presented by Melissa's World Variety Produce and West Coast Prime Meats. Don't wander far.